Hey, it's Mel G, and this week on our little podcast, we shall be talking about, hmm, Moses baskets, tattoos and spray tans. If you like the sound of that, then do have a listen to me every Saturday lunchtime from one on Magic. There will be, well, more excellent chat, hopefully, and some great songs just thrown in. That, my friends, is a very jolly way to start the show. Would you not agree, Bush? I reckon that is the best start of the show musically we've ever had. Ever had. You're pushing the boat out. I certainly am. Um, we had a bit of MJ at the top of the show there. We did. Um, I used to call my French teacher MJ. Really? I suddenly remembers that. Mademoiselle uh, Jones. Oh, well, that's cool. I like that. Mademoiselle Jones. M- MJ, she likes to be called. I like Did she wear black trousers with a red stripe down the side? Oh, I wish she had. That would be good, wouldn't it? Do you know what? I'm not lying here. You know, the trademark colours of magic are the uh, daffodil yellow and blue. Mm-hmm. MJ always favoured those. Really? She wore a yellow dress and uh, blue shoes. Oh, they say you never forget your certain teachers in oh, life. She was amazing. They mean a lot to you. Did she help you with French and she made you a better she French was good, speaker? She was a good teacher. She did occasionally like to throw a, a board rubber into the class. That's so weird. Isn't right. that 80s? Mr Gissinger, our French teacher, used to throw chalk at us if we were talking. Unbelievable. Must be a French teacher thing. I think... Do you think because they were teaching French, they sort of thought they could get away with it? <laughs> maybe they, maybe they thought they could. They just, you know, it's just a sort of, it's just a thing we do, you know. I've had enough of it. Yeah, there was a bit of that going on. Very accurate, though. Very accurate. Over like fifteen, twenty meters, Mr. Kissinger could just like literally, you know, land it on a five pence piece. Or between your eyes. Right between the eyes. On the bridge of your nose. But Mr. Kissinger <laughs> sounds slightly scary. Is it? He was a bit scary back yeah. in the day. Bald. I know, uh, moustache, uh, curly hair. Oh. Kind of 70, he had... Um, Football, in, sort of footballer, like um, Waddle. No, it, no, not like Waddle. Oh, the German one, what was he called? Rudy Voller. Voller, Rudy Voller. Rudy Voller. Slightly Rudy Voller. Rudy Voller, but with patches on his elbows of his suit jacket for... Do you remember that kind of old school teacher look? Yeah, that was our Latin teacher. He had those... Yeah, the old corduroy, corduroy patches. Yeah, all that must be standard issue. I reckon when you, te- when you like graduate as a teacher, you must yeah. get handed one of them. MJ, Mamzelle Jones, uh-huh. would never have worn a, a, a jacket with cordra patches. She sounds much more floral, and I like her approach to the subject. She was glam, but scary. Now, Bush, we have talked about getting tattoos done, haven't we? We have, yeah. You've already got some. I can see one creeping out of your um, sleeve now. You've got a lot of time on your hands in prison, so I just thought I'd get these done <laughs> on my guns. Hang on, is that an eagle? Is it an eagle? No. It's what just is like it? a little ja- dragon thing. Oh, it seemed dear. like a good idea at the time. Oh, dear. Does anyone really like their tattoos after like a few years? No. I don't know if they do, you know. No, not at all. So if they do. When did, so they fade, though, don't they, quite severely? They do. What are you trying to say? But they, yeah, they do fade. Yeah. Wait, so when did you have that one done? <laughs> Producer Louise has just done fingers in throat vomit looking at them. Uh, that one, these were done like five, ten years ago, quite yeah. a while ago. Would you ever get them removed? I don't think I would, because it looks quite painful, doesn't it? Yes. They have to like iron them off with an iron that your nan's got or something. Is that what they do? But this is, as I said at the top of the show, mm-hmm. musically, I heard today that you could get tattoos off in a tattoo parlour. Yeah. You don't have to go to hospital. Uh, the person who told us also said that they suck the ink out. That doesn't sound like a good Saturday afternoon, does it? No offence to tattooists, because there are some amazing artists out there, and I give them my full respect. Would you want a tattoo artist to take your tattoo off? 
I, yeah. I want a nice lady in yep. a surgical mask and some white spongy shoes yeah. in a hospital environment to do that. Yeah, I want to book into a clinic to get it done. Exacto. It's all cool and groovy having the kind of heavy metal, yeah. you know, Guns N' Roses thing, yeah. getting it on. Yeah. But not Guns N' Roses guy getting it back out again. That's my point, Bush. But if you were going to get a tattoo, Mel, so you're going to get a famous person tattooed on you, on your back, right? Oh, what, the actual face? Face of a famous person. Who are you getting done? Oh. It could be the old newsroom southeast uh, <laughs> Peter Sissons, who actually went on to do the main news at nine, as it was then. Peter Sissons, mate, probably. That would be so good. Peter Sissons on, yeah. your, on your back. Really intricate. How about yourself, Bush? I don't know. Sissons has completely thrown me, you know. Sissons is good, isn't it? Sissons. I don't know well, if you get, can see beyond that. Get Sissons as well. We could can both I? have Sissons. Yes. We'll go in, see if we can get two for one. We can get a pair of Sissons, please. <laughs> Sissons No, the thing is, Bush, we are friends. We're not just colleagues. We are pals. Proper friends. We're, yeah, we're not just broadcasting, you know, oh, the oh. bants, the buddies bants. We are friends. We are. We've discussed going and having a tattoo done. We have. Is that weird? No, I think it's the ultimate sign of camaraderie. Yeah. I, well, I think we should stick to that. You mean Sissons? <laughs> no, I think we should have magic, more of the songs you love. Tattooed. I'll have magic and yep. you can have more of the songs you love. Mine seems a bit longer, but yeah, I'll go for it. In yellow and blue in the colours of the station. Done. Decided. <laughs> I would love to play a classical instrument like that. Oh, Wouldn't same. that be good? It'd be amazing to be in an orchestra chum. Yeah, I want to be... On, your daughter plays cello, doesn't she? Yeah. Can she train me? I'd love to be celloist. That's arch. It's so good. You got It looks like a violin, yeah. but it's massive. Also, you get to go off on the tours, Bush. Okay, you think... You know, Motley Crue, they had a wild time. Yeah. Um, Black Sabbath probably knew how to party a bit. I bet they did. Uh, take that, OBS, we know all about them. Uh, listen up, an orchestra gets up to all sorts on a tour. Do they? Yes, mate! Oh, man, that'd be like the Blazing Squad as well, because there's like 25 of you, isn't yeah. there? The shenanigans, the bants, the laughter, you know, there's a lot of comedy that goes on. M- imagine getting thrown out of a bar at 1am in Spain with a flutist. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Oh, hello. Carousing and leaping gazelle-like across the countryside. The Ledger of Ledge. Now, this is the time where, you know, I don't want to just go straight into the Ledger of Ledge and you're thinking, what the heck is that? It's the Ledger of Legend. It's a book. It's a real book. Bush does a drawing every single Saturday. We like to put something into our book and draw it. I'm really, I'm sorry. I've actually lost the will to live, Bush. Can you explain it? It's just a real thing. It's a real, <laughs> actual thing. It's a book you can pick up. It's not a figment of our imaginations. If you want to come round any weekend and have a look at it, it's there. Yes, but what do we do with the book, Bush? Let's explain. Well, we pick something that doesn't get the praise it's Kind of deserves. Yes, we pick it you. up. Yeah, thank you. It's it's our legend, isn't it? It is. It's our legend. Uh, so listen up today. I've actually I've got to do a slightly middle aged thing now. I've got to actually refer to my notes Look at this. in my phone. Look at this. My memory's going a bit. Bush. More of this single index finger texting from Mel, <laughs> really which we've slow. talked about previously on this show. Oh, I've got it. I've got it. I've got Which it. Goes. I've got it now. Bush, I don't know if you're... In fact, this would be very good for the dead salmon. Okay. I'm now thinking we've already put it into the ledger of ledgers, so, again, another senior moment might be about to occur. If it does, I do apologise. A spray tan, Bush. A spray... A spray tan. ...ruddy tan. Okay. This... I'm, I want to go into the ledger of ledge. It's a thing of absolute beauty. 
So this is where you stand naked in a small tent in your lounge and you get a stranger to spray you with brown paint. As the Lord above made you, absolutely. You can don a pair of paper pants. Okay. Which is a very odd little sort of netting triangle uh, with a string up the back. <laughs> this sounds brilliant. How much do you pay for this? About 20 that's usually. Not, that's not bad. That's a cheapo one. And we've talked about this before. The bit I don't like about the idea of a spray tan is it keeps getting darker as you go on. Yeah. So you're not entirely in control of what tone you end up being. Yeah, you've got to be you've got to be quite rigorous with your tanner. Okay. Is what I would say. Okay. But just for those moments, those dead salmon moments, or if you have been working during the heat wave and you haven't been able to get out and you want to sort of feel like you've been on holiday, spray tan, my friends. Spray it up. I got very involved with the spray tan in May and June and I really enjoyed them. So please, Bush, in the Ledger of Ledge, a spray tan. <laughs> oh, oh, the Dexy dungarees. Yeah. Did you ever wear any dungarees? Can you imagine me in dungarees? I think you'd rock them. In Brixham, Bush comes from Brixham in Devon. In Brixham, I bet you blooming wore them in the 80s slash 90s. Never had, never owned a pair of dungarees in my life. Is it all right for a man to wear a dungaree? Or is it know. a bit weird? What I've do you think? I think I've ever seen a bloke wear a pair of dungarees. Oh, come on, mate. Well, Dexy certainly did. He did. But he belted them. They The, the concept with the Dexys was they belted their dungarees. Okay. Do you remember? I do. So they had quite baggy navy blue, rolled them up, had the canvas shoe. I can't remember what those shoes were called. I think now they're called flossies, but something different in the 80s, and then belted to give that cinched-in kind of look, kerchief around the neck, and then a beret on the back of the head. They looked a little bit like French freedom fighters during the Second World War. Boom. Bending railroad tracks and the like. Yeah. I might give it a go. Yeah, man. See if it works. Good name for a band, Bending Railroad Tracks. <laughs> I'm very, very excited about this. Um, if you've just joined us, I asked Bush to draw, in his inimitable fashion, a spray tan for our Ledger of Legend, which we like to fill in every week. Let's have a look. Oh, he's come very good indeed. I was a little bit worried. I thought at first, obviously, the person's got to be nude, and then I didn't want to draw boobies in there because I didn't want it to be X-rated, so I had to draw a bloke, and then I thought I had to put little pants on him, and it all just got a bit out of hand. Is it? Is it you, Bush? It's not me, no. It's very, very sweet with very neat little pair of uh, little <laughs> pair of knickers there, little paper knickers, and the the can sort of of its own accord. There's nobody even operating it, just spraying out the tan. So does a woman get in there with you and actually spray you like a graffiti artist would spray a can? Yeah. Well, you go in the booth. You go in that like the Star Trek, um, you know, the Star Trek bit where they get teleportation. Yeah. Bit, yeah. Bit like that. You stand there. Uh, surrounded by the booth, and then they sort of stand in the doorway. Really? In the do- Well, not in the doorway, right next to you, and they aim the canister. And there's also air blowing as well. I'm going to call it, I'm going to say it's pretty weird. It's amazing. It's quite weird, isn't it? That weird. It's amazing. And then you have to pull all these sort of funny poses. You have to go on the side like that, like a sort of, um, you know, muscle man to get the crevices, otherwise it looks silly. How do they get under bum from behind type bit? Your bottom of your bum oh, cheeks? Oh, I don't know. Do you have to go under or do you go, go forwards? It's or? never that intimate. <laughs> it's not never... the ones I've had. I just wanted to know. Yeah, but actually, because I've got a problem with that, because the old Botox are slightly going south. <laughs> Sorry, too much information. <laughs> so I wonder if there is a sort of weird white fold when you have a spray tan. <laughs> I don't know, Bush. <laughs> Right, here we go. Mel, a question from the office. Go on, love. Is a cheetah and a leopard the same animal? No. A cheetah is a cheetah and a leopard is a leopard. 
I mean, they're quite similar in that they're both um, wild and have spots. Yeah. Uh, but I would say that the cheetah is smaller and thinner and a little bit darker on its pelt and that the leopard is larger and paler. I can't work out whether you're winging it, but I'm very impressed with your knowledge of those two animals. Well, I mean, they're clearly linked as they are to the lynx. Yeah. Um, and other animals like that. But a cheetah is a cheetah and a leopard is a leopard. The one person I would like you to interview very, very much indeed, Bush, because I really love him genuinely with all my heart, mm. is Chesney Hawks. Ah, oh, what a lovely chap he is. What a lo- have, you, have you seen him of late? I haven't seen him for a long time. He's one of the first people I ever interviewed on radio <gasps> no, in my career. Stop it. I didn't even know that. Yeah, he did like a chart show thing with him where he had to go through the, this top 100 songs or whatever. And he's the nicest man in the Isn't world. Isn't he? Really nice man. What a total delight. I'd love to test him. You know, like yeah. uh, do something where you accidentally tip a drink on him or whatever and see if he reacts. I reckon he'd even go through that and still be lovely. Yeah, what you mean, like go undercover go and undercover. serve him in a restaurant or something? Yeah, oh, and then pour steak, the, the steak tartare yeah. down his lap. Or, or one of your lasagnas. Yeah. One of Bush's famous lasagnas into... <laughs> All the way down the front of his... Into his trousers. And so, that's, that would be such a good show. Yeah. Wouldn't it? Right, this is our sideline, Bush. Another sideline. We've been looking for this. Dragon's Den this, mate. Dragon's yeah. Den it. It's a new TV show. We go undercover mm-hmm. and we pour different foods and liquids... <laughs> celebrity. We push the celebrities that people think are lovely, really lovely people. Really nice. But push them to the right to the end. Lorraine Kelly. We phone Lorraine Kelly at 6pm cold call and try and sell her stuff when she's having her tea. Yeah. Just see how she reacts. No, I think it has to be pouring liquids. It's mainly, you want, about the, you want to go down the whole liquid route. Look, who else? Oh, sort of Carol Smiley. Yeah. It's all in the name, isn't it? Smiley. Uh, yeah. Yeah? Really push her to the limit. What who Would else? you like to pour down Carol Smiley then? What kind of thing? Shards of hot oil. Wow. No, not in a mean way, but just, you know, just to see how she'd take it. Macaroni cheese down the back of... Oh, somebody else nice. Someone else who's really nice. Yeah. Oh, oh Michael Palin. Michael Palin. Everyone's favourite celebrity. You know that that um, that restaurant nightmare for anyone who works in waitering, waitering or uh, catering or whatever is to drop something down a customer's back of shoulder? Imagine that macaroni cheese down the back of Michael Palin. Oh, oh, that would that would sting, wouldn't it? See how see how he'd react. Yeah, I'd watch that. I would watch that. Oh, it'd be fascinating. It'd be amazing. Right, that's let's mark that up. Yeah. By the way, that's copyrighted now. So yeah. if any of you out yeah. there are trying to nick the idea, it's out there. It's out in the general dominion of publicness. I, I think I got that. If me and my brother used to come up with something, we used to say copyright, oh. so that the other one couldn't do it. Copyright. Copyright. Like ah. Jinx. Yeah. No, but it's both our copyright. Oh, yeah, both yeah. our copyright. Hot garlic bread into Brian May's um, legs and he's wearing shorts. Or what about tilting the garlic bread so it goes like a submarine but stuck into the top of his curly hair? Ooh. Just hanging there. He'd be, he'd, I imagine he's a lovely fella, but if you touched his hair, Brian May would absolutely lose it. Hollandaise sauce in Brian May's hair. <laughs> See how it would react. Take ages to get out. Oh, he'd be, would he be livid? No, he'd be lovely. He'd be lovely about it, but afterwards I think he'd be absolutely fuming. That's the name of the show, Livid or Lovely. Yes. Livid or Lovely. That is actually a really good title. It's brilliant. Really, really good title. We are on this bush. Uh, What about this hollandaise sauce on the shoulder of Andy Peters' brand new suit top? Oh, that's good. That'd be really good. That's good. Or, um, I can't think of anything. (laughs) Start with a nice person and go from there. 
Who's nice? Who's a nice person? Right. I know. Sir Trevor MacDonald. Yes. <laughs> no, not him then. How about... Yeah. Red wine yeah. on Moira Stewart's white, fresh, crisp linen blouse. I can't even imagine how she'd react. I think she'd be lovely. She'd be lovely about it. I think she'd be lovely. But it'd push her to the limit. She'd be fuming on the bus home after that meal. Livid or lovely. Livid or lovely. Tune in next week. Oh, so good. I, I'm, listen, if there are any, if there are any commissioning editors uh, out there, hello. Uh, that's for you on a plate. We don't even have to come in and talk about it. We don't even have to send in a pitch. You've just heard the pitch. What nights are we available? We're available. What every nights? night. Every night. Yeah, we'll do it live. Any, every every night. Every night. Right, gang. Sorry, just... Uh, just... Uh, were you practising a tennis shot there, Bush? Just doing a little kick. Nice. How's the football going, by the way? It's uh, no, Yeah, not bad. I've not got many games left now until we have our baby and then I can't go out in the evenings anymore. Oh, matey. So that's You've got to done. carve some time out, though. Got to do some kind of me time, haven't I? Got to carve a little bit of me time. That's why I've been trying to get in a bit of fishing, you know? Try and do some fishing. And actually, you could take the little one with you when you go fishing. That'd be all right, wouldn't it? Have it in a little basket like Moses. Like Moses <gasps> oh, by the reeds. By the reeds. That'd be so cool. Mate, it'd be lovely to be a baby and to be on the riverbank. <laughs> And just to be... <laughs> it would be amazing. Just to be looking up and just seeing kind of leaves dappling and sky and clouds. Isn't that what we all yearn for? It is, like, not Wi-Fi signals and planes going by, but nature and just stuff. totally, and just in your own little basket. Yeah. I'd dream of I'd dream of being in a basket. I'd love to sleep in a big basket. Because we, we were toying with the idea about getting a Moses basket. Like, do babies even have them? And I just thought that must be the most comfortable thing in the world to sleep in a Moses basket. Mate, you've got to have a Moses. Tell me, tell me. We haven't got a Moses. Why not, mate? Well, do they even go in them? Yeah, heck yeah. Really? Yeah, I'd I'd give you mine, but I think we've given it away to somebody. They're really sweet. I mean, they they sleep for the first sort of couple of months in the old basket. Really? They have a mattress at the bottom of the basket. They're not just you know (laughs) rattling around in there. Be a bit bleak, but. Oh, no, no, very much yes, get a Moses. There's something a little bit horror movie creepy about Moses baskets, though, isn't there? No. You know, sometimes you can get a rocker that you put them on, like a wooden, rickety rocker. No. People pass them down from generation to generation. That's a little bit uh, Rosemary's Baby. It's a bit bit New England isn't horror. It? Isn't it? Yeah. I'd, but I'd go to a nice department store uh-huh. uh, in the modern day uh-huh. and uh, get yourself a Moses basket. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Come on, join in. You can hear more fun like that every Saturday lunchtime from One on Magic. The Mel Gedroyd Show. The Mel Gedroyd Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>